Welcome to the Branding Blog Podcast. I'm Dave Young, and uh, this week I got a little kind of an experiment, a little bit of a podcast experimento going here. I have been trying to get Mark Allen Effinger to join me on a podcast for months, and he's been just like hiding. He's been hiding. <laughs> he actually took a three week uh, Facebook break. And I've emailed him several times, and we're we're gonna we're gonna record this today. And what I suggested to him was because what happens is Mark and I get to talking, and if if you know Mark, uh, if you get to talking with Mark, you you never know where the conversation is going to go. You it'll usually end when one of you falls asleep. And um, anyway, it's always really really interesting. And I've had some really cool conversations with Mark over the over the last few years. And what I suggested to him was that we get on Skype. And we start a podcast cold. So I haven't talked to Mark in several months. And I, I told him, let's, let's just, let's just hit, let's just come right out of the gate podcasting. We'll catch up it, with, with everybody listening in. And then, you know, if we have some personal stuff that we want to, we want to talk about, if, if we don't talk about it in front of everybody, we'll just do that when we're done. But I thought that'd be kind of a fun way of uh, getting Mark Allen, Mark, <laughs> getting, Anyway, I thought that would be kind of a fun way of getting Mark Effinger um, introduced to you, and uh, well, you'll you'll see what I mean. He's he's uh, he's one of the most interesting guys I've ever met. So let's get him on Skype. And again, this this will be the first time Mark and I have talked in months. We'll get him on Skype here in just a sec. And action. <laughs> And they're off. Hey, Mark <laughs> Effinger, how are you? Good, man. How's Mr. Dave Young? I'm doing really, really good. So so I, I, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but just to start a podcast cold. <laughs> Dude, it's always good. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you – you know, my, my whole take on that is uh, start a podcast cold, edit from hell. But You, you think? You know, <laughs> no, it'll be great. I don't, great. I don't edit. No. <laughs> I I edit my own uh my own mistakes out to make me look better and and you know the guest I just you know if if you cough or mumble or whatever that's just too bad. And welcome to the Screw the Guest podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I would never. I'm Dave Young and to hell with you. <laughs> and our stuttering guest this week. <laughs> hey, it's good the to, mumbling losers. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to finally connect with you. It really is. You, you too, man. I, I, you've been doing well. I, well, I've, I've been doing pretty well. Been doing pretty well. And by the way, I am. I am recording. This is the podcast. We're going to do this first. Oh, <laughs> awesome! We'll get this yeah, out of the be, way. No, that's good. Before that's we good. get into all the personal stuff, <laughs> I love. It. Well, I got to tell you, um, or, or if it if it doesn't really even matter. You no, know, you just swap it around. You just change where the intro. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um. Uh, so uh, I, I saw your um your website, the one that uh, that you're doing on the um, shortcut on, blogging. Dude, how cool is that? Uh, we we think it's really going to be fun. Uh, no, I, I I love it. it. You know what's great is that it encapsulates what we did in the course, and it looks like it has about uh, a fraction of the amount of pain involved. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's the, you know the the pain is the is that uh, interview process or not not interview the outlining process, and we've we figured out a way to automate that. So yep. that was like mini pain, right? Maybe a half hour of pain. And then, and then you had the rest of it. For, for people that don't know, we we used to teach this this blogging method in in a a class, a seminar class. 
and the goal was you you outline the, your whole blog and then you've got this set of 64 blog topics that you can now write about for the next year which means <laughs> you've got to actually stare at that list and then stare at your blank screen and your keyboard even though you have a topic already i mean the, the beautiful thing is you've got a topic right oh yeah I mean, in fact when when you were done you actually had a killer headline you had a you had the name of your publication or your book or whatever it is you were going to do you had uh, you had your subtitle you had a url mm-hmm. if you didn't have a domain already you had one by the end mm-hmm. And it was like this amazing compressed time compression thing where it's – I think we've all experienced that 11th hour effect. Yep, yep. Where you have to make it work and time pressure suddenly pulls all these weird neurons together and then they go to the forefront and they go play. Yeah, and, and so it so. gets that done. But then people – you know, I mean there's still the week after the seminar. Now you've got this list and you still have the hard work of the writing right? <laughs> right. You just can't get away from it. You can't avoid it. You, you, you've got to just – if if you want that system to work, you've got to just slog through it. Uh, yep. But, you know, I, I have to tell you, Dave, in the, um, in the areas, we're putting together a whole series called the Super Simple Series. Mm-hmm. And we're, the idea is not necessarily to compete directly with, um, with the dummies, but the dummy series. But it is to provide a framework for people to be able to quickly um, produce their content and to do it collaboratively so that they, they distribute the load. Right. And then... In, in addition to distributing the load, also distribute the potential market reach because everyone that contributes again, you know, becomes part of a, the central hub of their own their own network. So yeah, it's really an MLM. It's an <laughs> it's it's a thinly disguised MLM, <laughs> <laughs> getting other people to do all the work for you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Is this Hamway? Well, not exactly. <laughs> you know, we changed the name. Again. Do you want to go have dinner? <laughs> You and your wife ought to come over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just having a little get-together. Just a little get-together. Have some steaks, some hors d'oeuvres, maybe a bottle of wine. In this economy, we just alienated two-thirds of the potential market. And and my buddy Mark's coming over. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He brought a whiteboard. Uh Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You've never never been to a cocktail party with a whiteboard? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying I mean, that's probably – that's what Tony Buzan does, but <laughs> – You know, I, I, I went to – mind mapping jokes in I, the middle of podcasts. <laughs> I went to one of those things in, when I was in college of all places. I was doing an, I was doing an internship at IBM and, and somebody said, hey, why don't you come over for a little, little get-together? I didn't know any better. <laughs> Oops. Oh, John, think of the think of the fork in the road that could have been. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Think, think of what my downline would be by now. Or whatever it is. <laughs> that, that was good. That was good. That was actually the name. There was a guy named John Milton Fogg who wrote uh, The Greatest Networker in the World, which was like the you know the analog to the greatest uh, – who was the guy that wrote the great sales book, the greatest greatest salesman in the world? Of course. I, I didn't do it. I don't know. I don't, who did oh, it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to show you Dave's reading list. Yeah. Yeah. You know me, Mark. His in-production book. <laughs> I did write a fat pamphlet once. I'm, I'm awful <laughs> proud of that. So, I, you know, I want to I want to catch up with you. Um, yeah, I know you took like what a three week Facebook break so you could power through an update of one of your software products. What I did actually, Dave, and this is it's hard for me as you can probably tell when I get on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> it's really hard for me to uh, to pull away from the vortex of love that you get on the social social networks. And by the way. I think that anybody that does a um, 
I think anybody does a psychological evaluation of, I, I, I read one recently of um, the fact that social networks don't actually give you, like there's no endorphin release or anything like that. I think that's BS. I, at least in my experience, and maybe, maybe I'm different than most, but my experience is that the amount of, um, of dynamic interaction and, uh, and the feedback loop that you get mm-hmm. in, in the live space of Twitter or Facebook, most, especially for me, Facebook, um, is extreme. I mean, I can, I can go on there and I notice myself if I'm, if I'm watching my physiology, I can see my posture change. I see myself smiling, uh, my interactions increase. And then when I go and, and when I, you know, I finally click that right hand button that, that closes that window. Um, when I get back into my work, I'm getting into it from a totally different space. So I think there's a lot to be said for the benefit of the social networks and our interactivity yeah, with you, them. You get a little fix mm-hmm. and then, and then you're, you're good to go for a while. You've, well, you've, and, you've touched base with people. You've you've made a connection, and I think I don't know. What's your work environment like, Mark? Are you are you? Um, I, I just I just never know. I've never been there. Do you do you have an office with a bunch of people, or are you pretty much yeah, so, Mark at the computer all day? Well, yeah, there's there is that, um, and I actually have a tendency. I'm one of those people that um, that loves the that kind of isolation to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. As long as I can reach out and touch and and and, and also receive dialogue with people, um, as you probably know, I'm very phone averse. Uh, I I try to get on the phone maybe a couple of times a week max, um, and otherwise it's it's face to face interaction or it's uh, it's Facebook interaction or email. Mm-hmm. But then I, I so I have a I have a pretty decent office setup right here um, uh, in my home. And I've got like, I've got a view of the Bay here. Uh, I'm, I'm in Blaine, Washington. So I'm as close as you can get to Canada without saying a after every, you know, every sentence. So you could actually um, throw cheese curds and fries across the border. From I, that. <laughs> That's right. If, especially if I was a Wisconsin based, it's uh, raining poutine. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, it's pretty great. But so I've got, I've got this great view and I've got, um, I've got a good sunny. I mean, I've got floor-to-ceiling windows in here, so it's kind of nice. And that's a nine-foot, ten-foot ceiling. Um, and then, uh, then I have an office at David McGinnis, the the founder of PR Web. Mm-hmm. When he sold PR Web, he went and built a a really nice office building um, down in Ferndale. The same, you know, a stone's throw from where he actually started and sold that company. And so I've got a place there as well, and I, I end up there a couple of times a week. So yeah, it's it's a fairly flexible, but you know. In the kind of work that we do where most of it is a bunch of neurons banging against each other mm-hmm. and not a lot of necessarily dynamic interaction outside of client you know, dialogue, mm-hmm. it's that isolation, I think, really helps for me anyhow, uh, being just incrementally, I mean, not really diagnosed, but kind of maybe possibly ADD. You think? Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it, it does. A, it's, it's good for me to actually have that uh, removal from society. So... Um, I get a lot more stuff done. So the Facebook thing was really tough, Dave. So you kind of make it the best of both worlds, is what you're saying. I, I at least try, yeah, yeah. I try to, and, and the deal is, uh, is that when I do get into the office, I'm primed to be able to have interaction with people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, a, it's as much water cooler conversation and grounding as it is anything else. Now, now I, know, I know of two, uh, two of your, your projects, your companies, and I know you've always got 16 cats being juggled in the air at once. <laughs> Only Steve Martin and I know that. Half of them are feral. <laughs> Cat juggling. Cat juggling. Um, so so the, the reason you took the, the Facebook break is is to work on Thought Office? 
Uh, kind of, yeah. What I what I wanted to do actually was a, a different project. It's called Super Simple PR. Okay. Uh, it's at supersimplepr.com, and it's that's a, a work in process. It will be done this week. It'll actually be shippable this week. All of the content is done. But what I had to do, Dave, was I had to take and go back and reverse engineer the because we do press releases every week, mm-hmm. right? For for clients and for ourselves, for our own products and services, and um, I had to reverse engineer these campaigns and take that data and then take the process that I do that I know works and try to think about it from a newbie standpoint, from a, an individual first looking at this thing, this kind of structured document called a press release. And I had to try to spend time removing the fear, finding entry points for people. Like some people, an entry point would be the summary. It would be really what's the, you know, what's the elevator pitch for what you're trying to share. Yeah, I mean it, writing a press release can be just as daunting or even more so of sitting down writing a blog post as we talked about. I mean cause, especially if you haven't done much of it, right? You, right, you don't exactly, know. yeah. It, you, that lack of experience is the part that, that kills. And if you don't know the, – the thing is it's that fear of the unknown and then also the fear of judgment of, oh my god, I'm going to put this thing out and, and people are not going to just say, oh, that's interesting. They go, that's crap. <laughs> <laughs> You wrote it wrong. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, just like blog posts or, or Facebook, you know, when you, you click the you click the send button and you go, oh my God, that was the most lame thing I could ever see. I actually did one of those today. I had I did a I did a lame, <laughs> a lame Facebook post. I'm looking at it going, it's not it's not intelligent, it's not funny, it's not engaging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but here, here's what happens. See, have, have, there will be some people that'll say, Well, that was just dumb. There'll be other people that know you and say, Oh wow. Mark is thinking on such a different level <laughs> that he's just totally – he just totally lost me. I don't – A lame level. I feel yeah, exactly. so yeah, yeah. dumb and so inadequate because I don't get it, what you just said. <laughs> I want to have – So it really works for you have, too, you know. That's Kind of, yeah. What I'd love to have, Dave, is I'd love to have a button right next to it that – you know, right next to the send button that says beta. <laughs> <laughs> This post is in draft mode till right. I get a little yeah, yeah. feedback. Yeah, everybody can see it, but you know they can't. Yeah, <laughs> they're not allowed to criticize me there. Yeah, I haven't I haven't clicked the finish button yet. <laughs> <laughs> is that when it turns to Swedish language? <laughs> uh, no, Finnish, Finnish language, Finnish language. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's so okay. So the cool things were uh, super simple PR, which is launching, and that's kind of a cool project in that it takes a bunch of. Uh, I have a business partner on the East Coast, Harold Anderson, really great guy. And I met him uh, because he spammed me. <laughs> okay. I, I, never, I never respond to spam, but this guy sent the most elegant 75 email um, a sequence, autoresponder sequence, on how to do search engine optimization. But it was done with no pitch. It was done elegantly, and he'd used such strong metaphor, such really elegant metaphor, that I loved it. It was great. And... I felt like I was really – I thought I really, really knew what SEO is all about. But he put it in – he dumbed it down without making me feel stupid. He used um, – and he used examples and metaphor that were just really, really, you know, uh, uh, really relevant at the time. Um, and so anyhow, we became friends. He ended up flying out to the to the West Coast and we did a tour down the West Coast. We, I said, hey, if, you know, uh, uh, if we're going to do something, let's go see, you know, how we work together, right? Mm-hmm. So – because we've been talking about working with rich content, our, our search engine optimization platform or, or you know, content optimization platform. And so we both flew to L.A. 
Uh, and then we toured down and met all of my business partners and friends and associates and executive coaches and all these people down on the, on the West Coast. And uh, it was literally planes, trains, and automobiles. It was, I mean, outside of a convertible catching fire halfway through, <laughs> <laughs> all the rest of it was that event. Although it was really successful. It was really fun. It was successful. And uh, in fact, th- one of the great ones was, is we were, you know, we're staying in these different hotels on the way down. And, uh, and this, this, uh, this one hotel in Irvine, California, I go, okay, Harold, it's your turn, right? So he goes and buys a hotel. And we don't, we don't know where they are. You know, we're just looking everything up online. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being uh, an old uh, series of grain silos that had been converted to a hotel. And it was like a, you know, it was like a, a decent hotel name, but it was kind of like, <laughs> kind of like, I'm trying to think of one, Dave, where, where somebody's bastardized a name to the point where it's not really that same name. You know, it's not like the Hilton. It's like the Hinton. <laughs> <laughs> it's an embassy suits. <laughs> It doesn't have the extra E on the suites. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they have one of those in St. Louis. <laughs> it's at the airport. You think you're staying at the embassy suites. You're oh. wrong. Oh, that's so great. Well, or it's actually it, – I, I think it, it really is that brand, but it's it's such a tired old embassy suites. It was – Pretty, pretty ripped up. Last yeah. time I was they, – they were, they were talking about that they were getting ready to do a total – Remodel, which I oh they were talking oh, oh I think I, I saw can, you post on yeah that. I can only hope includes dynamite I don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway cool. you you guys were staying at the uh, at the at, Kremlin at the, um, at the Motel we Seven the yeah <laughs> it was it was so great yeah yeah it was I we could have done a horror flick uh, that same night because mm-hmm. but it was great is that it it unknown, unbeknownst to us right um this is literally we're in a grain silo so it's round the rooms are round. And they're nice rooms, you know. They're well outfitted rooms, well appointed. Um, and uh, and this, this room though backs up to the most train in the world, <laughs> and and it's not kind of near it because it's a grain silo. It's right there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the tracks are yeah okay. Oh yeah, we're talking about, and it's at the level that when the train blasts by about nine times that night. When it blasts by, the actual pictures turn, you know, like like they turn to 30-degree angle. <laughs> this lamp shake, everything. I mean, literally shook the place. Dude, that's great. like living in the town I live in. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I'm can... not so – this is not – you're like what's, – so what's the problem now? We, we, we have no, – I don't, I don't understand what you're, what you're complaining about. That, that's how I've – that's how I feel at home is if I'm near a train. <laughs> oh, it's – well, this is, this is great. Yeah, and, you know, and that's the two hundred dollar a night hotel room in Irvine. <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> that's the good place. Wow, <laughs> that's exactly right. So yeah, it was great. But but um, anyhow, so we we decided. So he calls me up earlier this year, and he says because I had started buying domain names, super simple domain names. Because mm-hmm. I, I the way that my mind works is if I can buy the domain name I, and it's a .dot com, I can probably build some kind of a funky business out of it. So it all starts right. If I can't, if it's the greatest idea in the world, and and you know it's only the .dot is available, I you know can't do it. Yeah, can't make it run. So uh, so anyhow, so I started. I think I bought up eighty or ninety uh, super simple domains, and um, and he calls me and says, "Look, dude." He goes, we have to put one of these in action, just one. He goes, what's the one thing that you could do right now without even thinking? And of course, without even thinking, I said, PR. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, <laughs> and 
and that was going to be a uh, it was going to be a two to four week project to put that together and then to get it launched. Uh, that was in uh, March or May. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so <laughs> I, right, and and the there's a there's got to be some rule. I don't know who's done it. Murphy's probably related to this, but is that the the more the the less of a firm uh, deadline you have for something. Um, your whatever your project is will absolutely not only fill that space, but will probably extend it three or four hundred percent. Isn't that the truth? Yep. Yeah. So that's what happened, and then uh, so October. So you know, so I turned fifty in October, right? October first. Well, happy birthday! So I don't know. You, I don't babe. know if I saw that or not. <laughs> <clears throat> what well, was it was great is that I bailed the day before my birthday is when I made that commitment to bail on Facebook for a month to try to get this done. And, um, and so, so I, I haven't been back there yet, but I, I was getting all these reports from people going, dude, people are afraid. <laughs> I know, you know, I know. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's kind of funny. So anyhow, uh, but I did. So the idea was Dave is that turning 50, I wanted to do, I wanted to take, uh, as a service provider, somebody that actually has spent, excuse me, I'm going to burp on the, uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> get a protein shake. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Sean Phillips. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> there's a shout out for Sean. Yeah. A little full strength here. Ah. Right on. Um, it's true. I am. I'm drinking a full strength vanilla shake right now that I've customized with, uh, with, uh, uh, some nuts, some blueberries, some ice, and, uh, a little bit of oil, some, uh, uh, and it's really damn good. I got to tell you. Mm. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. Um, so the idea was is that I wanted to try to uh, – through the summer, I'd been thinking about um, what are the things that you could do? You know, you, you approach this kind of milestone in your life and you think, what are some of the things I could do that would be instrumental in, in extending this kind of experience of the first 50 years into the next 50 years and not have like this radical declining health stuff? Um, and the reason I say that is I, I immediately got on Match.com. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, you know, I'm a single guy, right? Yeah. You know, it's time to, I've, I've been, you know, single for a few years now, time to get things back in that. Mm-hmm. So, so I go on match.com and, uh, and I look and I go, wow, wow really? <laughs> 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 and uh, years ago I had written a, an, an ebook on, on online dating for match.com. And, uh, and so here I was coming back to it a decade later and I'm looking at this, I'm going, holy crap. Um, and what I meant by that was that a lot of the people within my age group um, looked more like their grandparents than, you know, or they, they, this is through my eyes, right? Right. I've got, right. My eyes are distorted. They, you know, but, um, but it, it was like, wow, is there, could I do something that would actually kind of um, uh, change that trend? So I accelerated the web nutrients products. So I accelerated the development of that and with, uh, with an emphasis on brain and um, an aging reversal. So the same product does both those. It affects your brain, it, it radically increases your energy, and then it also um, adds elasticity to your cell structure. Um, and so that was one. Another one was... And you, you were going uh, just, to, just, just a little reminder, you were going to send me some yeah. samples. I, I can only assume the DEA got a hold of them. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, you're so, so great, right? I'm on the Canadian border. It's not like there's drug traffic between the two countries, but... I've heard. You've heard. So every, yeah, yeah. So, so every time I go into BC, um, you know, the first thing they do is they look and they go, that's interesting. Test tubes full of white powder. <laughs> ah, <laughs> nothing we should check out. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
pretty great. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, you know, for me, it was, uh, this is a, a culmination of a long journey of, in 1993, I was radically burned out and I was really losing my mind. And a, and a doctor who happened to be an ND as well kind of rehabbed me over a long extended weekend and got me healthy. Mm-hmm. And then started me looking at what, you know, what can you do to actually really, really be healthy? And you know, when you and I were touring together, Dave, um, <laughs> I'd open up the back, tackle box. Back in the day. Of, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were on tour. <laughs> what does it make it sound like we had a really bitchin' Prevost bus or something? <laughs> <laughs> if it were only true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of playing or paying our own plane tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and sharing cabs. Oh, yeah. That was great. Um, I shouldn't even say cabs. Shuttle buses. Shuttle buses, right. <laughs> and then it's, and then trying to sell our lunch spots for you know. mm-hmm. and and I, re- I know what you're talking about most of us most of us had uh clothes packed in our suitcase and and yours rattled <laughs> yeah yeah it was pretty good you're, um, you're the uh you're the uh the, the supplement guy i mean well, do you remember when we would do you remember when we'd be with uh uh, uh who would it be Garrett Gunderson remember Garrett Gunderson sure. Right. So, and we had, I, I think we had like a full house of that thing. Um, cause we had, uh, uh, who's our, oh, who's our incredible Texas writer, copywriter, Chris Maddock, um, yeah. Chris Maddock. Yeah. Jeez. So we had him and a bunch of other guys, you know, basically, um, uh, I think what we were was we were a group of, of, you know, we would be recovering alcoholics, but we, we, could, we couldn't really get into enough alcohol. So, you know, we did alternative health supplements. So uh, we were like a 12-step program teaching people from the stage. Uh, and it was great. So, but, but we had, uh, but, you know, remember we could, we could actually go, you know, people, I'd look at them in the morning and go, okay, all right. All right so, you say right. we, like, like I was involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> I was throwing all kinds of crap at you, man. When you were taking it I was not, dodging. I was well. dodging bullets is what I was doing. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I remember. Oh, that's, that's right. <laughs> I, re, I remember uh, uh, one morning I, I happened to get in the shower, and while I was in the shower, uh, the the rest of the guys were there, and you you passed out some some uh, big doses of niacin, if I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some, and I missed that. Guys were, <laughs> and those guys were those guys were sweating and red. <laughs> they thought they were dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the other side of me that was yeah. a little bit precocious. <laughs> and you're like, no, it'll 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 wear off. It'll <laughs> someday, someday. Oh yeah, d- well, hold it. Didn't we go to? Uh, didn't we go to? Where the heck were we? It was uh, it Tahoe? Oh, oh yeah, Tahoe. That's right. And and uh, Rich Christensen, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's calling his wife asking for an epidural. <laughs> he looked like he'd been pepper sprayed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Algeria's have missed that one, mm-hmm. but you know. <laughs> So anyhow, it's it's been. Oh, uh, where are we going with this? You 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 you've got the the Web Nutrient Company and and so that's, yeah, so you got that's, this Web Nutrient Company. Yeah. So the, the deal is, you, do you remember the the movie? Um, I so this is the, this is a soft pitch, but it's not really a pitch. It's just kind of an example. I haven't I wasn't able to actually get a metaphor for the product that I ended up making out of all of those experiences that you and I had there, and then and the the um, back in. In 2006 through 2008, I built a company called Web Nutrients, mm-hmm. and then I sold it, and then I got it kind of out of bankruptcy. There was basically nothing left uh, two years ago, and so I got the the shreds of it and have been rebuilding it ever since with a new emphasis with all the new stuff that's available and all the new research that's available, right? Okay. So 
Um, and what this does is it's a cognitive enhancer. So it makes you smarter. Um, if you've seen the movie Limitless. I know on the, on the domain you've got the clip. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yep. So, and that's, you know, as I'm putting together the website, it was important that I had some kind of an anchor for people to understand what does this do. And it doesn't have, you know, words don't fly down from the sky. And uh, wh- hold it, that sounds like a Carpenter's song. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but you don't have, you know, it's not that, uh, not that intense and mm-hmm. it doesn't kill you in the end. Are well, that's a good sing? thing. Are you going to sing this for us? No, I just, you, just, we've only just begun. That's the one I, when, when you said carpenters, that's what popped into my head. I don't oh, know. Oh, no, no. It was a, uh, 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 <clears throat> oh yeah. Why do birds suddenly <laughs> appear? Right. Come on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We can do it. Now, listen, now if we do it in duet and we don't, and we don't harmonize at all. No, we're not doing that. Damn it, Dave. Uh, my one big break. So, um, so anyhow, so this movie finally comes <laughs> out, right? And, and in the movie, there's a product called NZT, which is like some, you know, some high performance, super high performance mental drug stimulant. Yeah. And it, it, it makes you see, you can almost like see the future. It's really good. But what it's doing is it's actually tying the chemical memory, which is your old aged, you know, seasoned memory, right? Mm-hmm. The stuff that you gain through repetition and through, you know, early first information and stuff that surprise broke and, you know, spent time living between the right and left lobes for a while. Um, so what it does is it, is it, it gives you access to your long-term memory your, your chemical memory, and it, and it brings it right up to the forefront of where your electrical memory, the stuff that's happening right now, is able to actually access it. But the cool thing is, is that it doesn't uh, – the, the way that we've created the formula, we've created – or we've, we've added some buffers to the, what are called nootropics. Nootropics are the things that uh, are the, the chemicals, the, basically the amino acid building blocks of your brain. These nootropics provide the, the – stuff that your brain needs to operate at its maximum efficiency. And then we pair those, ionically pair them with, meaning that they're bonded to these nootropics. We pair it with some neurostimulants. So they stimulate your brain. They do it in a really healthy way. Mm -hmm. And then they also give, there's an oil buffer, a very gentle oil buffer, um, and a thing called uh, phosphatidylcholine, which is one of the building blocks of all cell membranes. So it, it actually adds elasticity to the cell. And so... We, we get that, we pass that through the blood-brain barrier, which is a little protective filter that keeps crap out of your brain or mm-hmm. supposed to. And, then, and so it makes you so that you, you basically have a supercharged brain. So you can actually access the stuff from when you were three years old all the way forward. It's, it's readily available. It's not like screaming at you and it's not like overpowering your head. It's just available. So that if you need to make an associative thinking moment or, or movement or you need to actually start thinking creatively or you need to actually focus, intensely focus on something, but you need the data there that you've been you know, working on for the last six months trying to collect all these, these you know, snippets of data, they're all there and they're all available and they're ready to work for you. And so it's really a very powerful time, you know, way to kind of um, experience life. So what, what's the time frame on, on bringing this to market? It's actually we're we're going to market now. I actually have a, I have a couple of dozen test tubes right here that are our first deliverables to non insiders to people that have that don't know me and aren't part of the company. <laughs> um, and so I've got those. And so uh, right after Thanksgiving, we're getting our first inventory in. And then we have a company back east that's doing a really cool special uh, capsule for us. So this the way we're delivering it right now is in a test tube. Um, in a test tube in powder and then you and there's four little gel caps that are that are little tiny ones that are in the powder and you just pour it in water mix it up and drink it down you just chug it right down and 
and it goes to work and in about 10 minutes, you'll start to feel it. In 15, it'll be very, very, you know, you'll be like, wow, I'm totally on top of it. And it lasts for between, depending on what your physiology is, um, you know, and what you eat and your, your basic habits, um, it'll be between 7 and 12 hours, 8 to 12 hours. Hmm. So, uh, but not to the point where like, like you could take a nap with it, but you couldn't take a two hour nap. You could take a nap and it would be a 15 minute nap and it'd be the equivalent of two hours because, because of the way that, that the nootropics are working on your brain. Um, and they're actually making you over time, they're actually making your brain more pliable. They're actually helping recover some things. A lot of the, the, the nutritional components we use in here are also used to help, um, uh, Alzheimer patients recover from dementia um, uh, people that have Parkinson's and other things, it helps them to actually start controlling, having motor control back. So it's, and none of these are, are wild chemicals either. These are all proven. They've got data going back, some of them to, to the late sixties. Um, so, you know, cool oh, stuff. Fascinating. Fascinating. That, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, and I'll, I'm serious. And I'll be doing a lot of time SEOing this. So, so yeah. So, so, and w- so what I did, Dave, of course, right. What do you do when you, so you make the product, right? I, I bought back the, the domain name webnutrients.com. And then, of course, I spent a bunch of time saying, what are the equivalents in the environment? Like the same thing I'd do if I was creating a, a company from scratch. I said, what are some analogs that I could um, help people latch onto so that they would understand what the heck they're getting? So I went and bought a dozen domain names. You know, the, the movie Limitless is coming out at the time. You know, I said, wow, how perfect is that? Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot of the same effect. You get about 40 to 50% of the effect of Limitless. Wow. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's efficacious. I mean, you definitely feel it and you experience it. Um, you, you know, you, you don't just feel smarter, but you also have that feeling, that, that real feeling, meaning that, that you can actually apply it. It's not just something you feel like when you're really stoned on acid. Um, <laughs> you know, and you think you can jump off that building. I don't know that feeling, but... But, <laughs> but if you did. <laughs> so, it, no, but it, it, uh, it does give you the capacity because you can think so quickly and so clearly and you have access to all this stuff that's been kind of at the tip of your tongue but you could never really get it out or it's stuff that you've, you, know, you would have forgotten because you read it three years ago and it was a little tiny snippet in a magazine you know, that was on a one-sixth of a page ad and you can actually pull it out of your brain. So I bought the domain names that I thought would be relevant to that. So I've got real NZT. So NZT is the mm-hmm. is the drug that they have in in Limitless, and I bought um, LimitlessNutrition.com and a bunch of other dot coms. And I don't know which one's going to be the one that's going to really escalate. But what I'll do is I'll make all of them active. I'll put um, a pretty simple small video landing page behind each of them, and uh, and a way to um, to track clicks and activity and mouse movements. I'll do a heat map on it. Um, I'll I'll do an opt in. I'll do a non invasive opt in. And then I'll provide some, um, some kind of multi-series instructional guide on how to be smarter, how to think better, how to make more money with your brain, you know, or, or how, to, how to be more effective at your job, I should say. Um, I, I want some right now, Mark. <laughs> I'm, I'm sending you and I'm actually sending, I'm actually sending some. I think, um, I think one of your daughters would really benefit as well. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, is. yeah. yeah so is, it, is that the one? All of them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love them. Um, yeah. So, so no, no. I mean, and and I and also, uh, would uh, would your lovely wife uh, be interested? Would I she... don't know, Mark. Well, let's try that. I, you know, I, at least let me send you enough that you can actually sample a few days worth each and and see if you if you get the experience, and then you can you know mix and match them as well. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> so well, I, yeah, I, I've, I've seen on Facebook that, that you've been experimenting with these on teenagers. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, rock and rollers. <laughs> um, it was funny because just this weekend, because they, they, the kids have been coming over all summer and playing. They put together a band, you know, and of course we have the band garage for everyone, right? Because mm-hmm. we've got all the instruments. It's remember that, by the way, for those of you aspiring musicians out there, always buy the PA. <laughs> if you own the PA, you own the band. <laughs> Good point. Right? They can't kick you out. You got the PA. Yeah. You can totally suck, but you got the PA. Um. So, so yeah, so, uh, these, these kids were over yesterday and I made them up special, you know, I, I know these kids enough now to know, um, you know, what their physiology is, how they eat and those things. And so I got them all loaded on these and man, they just, they played until they had to go home, you know, until they had to go, their parents were screaming at them for the night mm-hmm. and, uh, and they were writing music and they were, you know, and they kept coming into my, my office going, Mark, man, this stuff, this is exactly it. This is, this is what we needed. You know, so they <laughs> hammered out an album, and um, I'm pretty sure it's going platinum. And uh, you know. sign a record deal; they're they're set. That's right. So, so we got that going on. So we got PR going on. We got uh, Web Nutrients and Dave. Yeah. Guess yeah. guess what? What? So here's here's one of the exciting things that that um, I've been playing with over the last. How long have I been playing with this? Almost three years now, but pretty seriously over the last uh, year. Okay. Okay. It is, it all right, all right. It's this little thing called Amazon.com. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, that little site? That little site. You know, they're actually the biggest internet company in the world. They are bigger than Yahoo. They're bigger than Google. They're, they're, I, I had no idea, but their tendrils go everywhere. Bigger, because, bigger how? Uh, bigger in, in total number of... Uh, of server nodes and technology pieces and uh, total revenue and, and everything that makes Just up all the stuff they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I've, I've got, um, so I've got these content distribution networks and our content all goes through the Amazon S3 network. Um, you know, I, I help authors, um, you know, move the needle on their books. And, you know, so we're inside of Amazon optimizing Amazon, like you would be optimizing Google. Um, it's just, it's this incredible machine. And I'm, I'm now looking at using, uh, what's called mechanical Turk, mturk.com, mm-hmm. uh, which, is, which is part of Amazon's deal of crowdsourcing using, you know, people from all over the world to do stuff for as little as a penny and, you know, as much as a couple bucks. And it, it's incredible the way the mechanisms that they built and they're all kind of clumsy, but uh, every one of them is kind of not perfect, but every one of them uh, you can hook into pretty elegantly and they don't, they're, they're really robust. So it's kind of like, kind of like how, you know, SAP or Oracle is like harder than hell for a human to be able to manage, but the technology, you know, can handle nuclear warheads and still, still hold together. Mm -hmm. So, so what I've been doing with Amazon is, um, is I started looking at the ecosystem inside of Amazon, all of the books and products that are being sold inside the firewall of Amazon, so to speak. So the minute you log into Amazon, you're inside that firewall. Um, and anybody that's purchasing on there or anything that's anybody that's surfing inside of Amazon is, you know, is playing within that ecosystem. And so what I've done is I went and reverse engineered how a book or a product um, gets top standing on Amazon, how it gets traction, and then what's the process for helping that book 
or that product receive a lot of attention and that attention converting to sales. And does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So here's the interesting thing. Now you and I have played with building websites for, you know, quite a, quite a few years now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and for us, it's always, or or at least for me, it's, it's how do I create a, uh, a, a presentation that's attractive, that's not too, you know, wildly crazy that people are like, every time they turn around, they're getting f- some flashing thing and they're saying, the, what the hell was it? Uh, Diamond, uh, uh, who's the guy that has the website? He, uh, DustinDiamond.com. If you get a chance, go to DustinDiamond.com. The site is still up and it's actually, it set a precedence for the legal, legal ownership of a, uh, of a brand name. Because Dustin Diamond is the kid. What the heck was he on? Was he Screech? Yes, he was Screech. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I went there, and it's it's yeah, it's ugly, but right. It does it have like screaming things all over the place, and yeah, it's like twirling yeah. arrows and flashing. Right, right. So that's not owned by Screech. That's actually owned by another guy that bought it years ago. And one of the uh, the ICANN rights deals is that if you have the you know if you happen to be the first owner of a domain. You're not using it maliciously, and the and you're not. I, I can't remember if you're not using it for commerce or something. Um, then you can own it. For I, I forget how he did this, but it was years of battle. It was three or four years of battle, hmm. and there was lawyers involved and all kinds of stuff. But the guy that bought it ended up, you know, being okay, it ended up being okay. So uh, so he owns Screech's site, and it's the it's a great example of like 1997. Um, you know, how many whizzy things can you put on a page? Yeah. So, so back to our story, Dave. Uh, when we <laughs> when we create websites, the whole idea is to make it as effective a a tool for people, a, an effective a destination for people to be able to do something or to have an information exchange or to to purchase or whatever it is. We want to try to make it as elegant as possible mm-hmm. and as simple as possible. Now, when you're working in Google, you know, in the Google Bing world, because I think Yahoo's kind of eaten up by Bing at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're living in that world, it's really important where you put a button and what color you use for this piece and how big an object is and how fast a video loads and, and um, it, those kinds of things and the layout principles and what it looks like on different size screens, all of that. Sure. But what if you didn't have to think about that at all? Somebody else spent all of their time doing billions of dollars worth of market research and they're doing it in real time and then they kind of applied their best practices to it and so rather than spending your time doing that what you're able to do then is find out what you kind of kind of look underneath the the dashboard or, or look under the hood and say okay cool all that's taken care of and that's i don't have to think about design or anything else now how do things move within the context of the of commerce happening within that website and so you can go inside of Amazon and there's 51 different things you can do inside of an Amazon product or, or book listing to help make that product move. Okay. Give me, give me and, some examples. Well, so, you know, the, the, the classic one that everybody kind of defaults to is, is reviews. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody knows you go to a book and you, you know, or, or a product and the first thing people look at is the reviews. And then, of course, in the short list, when, when people do a search on Amazon and they get a whole listing of all the products within that search criteria, you've got, uh, you've got little factors like, is this product available through Amazon Prime, meaning that it's, it's also in Amazon's inventory? Mm-hmm. 
Um, does it have five star review, four star? You know, is a majority of the are there fifty one or, or seventy five reviews, and are they all at four stars or above, or are they two and a half stars and below, or what are they? Averaging of the reviews, a little star system, mm-hmm. um, those kinds of things. So you look at those factors, um, and so within the context of Amazon, you go to a listing. Let's say it's a book, right? Because mm-hmm. books are generic. It doesn't matter who the publisher is. It's really the book itself and the, and the, the context of the market, who you're addressing with your market, and um, you know, what your readership should look like and those things. Well, if you go to that book, it, the first thing people see when they go to an Amazon listing is there's a little like button at the top of the page, right in the center. Okay, kind of like, yeah. Yeah, it's very much like a, like like a, a Facebook-like or something. Or I'm sorry, Facebook-like, yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm speaking foreign languages. So, is that something that's new? Well, it's yeah. I mean, a lot of it is new. And what's what's interesting is that there are things. Amazon is constantly changing their platform. They're constantly doing updates to the platform. But uh, but they're they're doing it within. Let me let me go here. I'm going to do this for a second. I'm on Amazon now, so I'm actually going to going to be looking at it with you. Um, and. Action. Oh, <laughs> I should have a better mouse, shouldn't I? All right. So, so let's. We're at the top. We're at a on a page now, right? Any any page doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go to. Uh, I'm going to go to ignore everybody. Uh, one of my favorite authors. <laughs> I just discovered I cannot type even with two fingers. Uh, I cannot type and <laughs> and speak at the same time. They're mutually exclusive actions. Okay, so <clears throat> so I'm and I'm uh, I'm not signed in. So this is an indicator of of what not signed in people would see. So what you've got is you've got the like button at the top of the page, right, along with the title and the author and mm-hmm. those things, right. And here's I'm on ignore everybody from Huma Cloud. Huma Cloud's uh, down in in uh, West Texas, and mm-hmm. he's the Right, he's the gaping void guy. Gapingvoid.com. Yeah, the, the cartoons on business cards. And... That's it, man. Yep. Yeah, love that guy. So, and all my business cards have a have a gaping void cartoon on them because it's it makes a difference. Um, so, so you can click the like button. You can add the product to your wish to your wish list. Oh, I know we move to the right hand side here. Mm-hmm. You can add the product to your wish list. Um, you can add it to your cart. Those are all um, buying signals to Amazon. Okay, sure. The more buying signals you give Amazon, the more Amazon prioritizes that product. And it starts raising up the ranks in its category or rising up the ranks in its category. Just for me or for everyone? For everyone. Okay. Because they're doing a, they're doing a collective of – So of, if you're uh, an author, mm-hmm. it's not enough to just have you know, a bunch of your friends go review it. No. That's, I mean that's a good thing to do. But, but but people call you out on that, right? They, they correct. Yeah, yeah. You get called out when, if you once you start spamming reviews. Mm-hmm. In fact, here's here's the deal. Um, very much like in in a context of blogging, Dave. You and I you and I know that the most effective. Um, hold on a second. There we go. Um, <laughs> so funny. Whenever I hear that sound, you know the the somebody calling into uh, to Skype. Mm-hmm. I immediately in my head, you know that boink boink mm-hmm. boink boink. I immediately hear in my head, um, "You suck at Photoshop." <laughs> <laughs> Which is also a worthwhile read. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so so uh, let me see here. Where were we? We were on. Because I mean, oh, yeah, the yeah, review blogging, doesn't blogging. necessarily mean that anybody bought it or intends to buy it. No, no, but it means that there's activity happening. Mm-hmm. And so, kind of like in we in, in the web world, there's a thing called inbound links, in, uh, meaning that 
that if there's a bunch of blogs and websites that are pointing to your website mm-hmm. and they're related to your website and the word that, that is the link that's pointing to your website is a word that's relevant to your whatever you're offering, whatever your website talks about, that, that gives you a really good standing in Google's eyes and it, it brings you up the search ranking. Okay, sure. Right? So you end up going, moving from page 3,000 to possibly page one. And, and then if you have lots and lots of those and they're really relevant, you're going to end up being in the top three or four or five on, on uh, page one of Google's search results for that given phrase. Okay. So that's how the outside world works. And now, now you and I know that when we go and do things like blogging, like if, I, if, I'm, doing, if I'm doing a blog post, um, what I do is I spend – what is I, is I find a subject that's either relevant or it, you know, it knocks me over the head at three in the morning and I write it down as a note, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm doing a post on something that's, that I'm passionate about or interested in or relevant to my audience. And, and before I even do that post, I go and look for other bloggers or other websites that allow me to comment that also have content relevant to that. I'll go spend... 10 or 20 or 30 minutes looking for some of the top ones. You can do it really quickly. Just, you know, put in the search term. That's kind of the key for whatever, you know, whatever topic you're on Mm -hmm. and go take a look at, and you can put in something like track back or you can put in something like blog or you can something like that as a component of that search term. And you'll come back with all the different blogs or websites that have comments or, or forums or any of those things. And then you go and you find the ones that really have an incredible message and are done by people that you consider competent or thought leaders in your industry or, or that have a real strong – I mean that message is very powerful and strong. And then you go in and you find that post that they're talking about, which is what shows up in the front page of Google when you do that search. And you go and you comment on it. You say something relevant to it. And whenever you do a blog post and you comment, of course, you've got three or four places that – that you get to customize. You've got, of course, the, you've got the blog comment that you're doing, mm-hmm. the actual comment field. You've got your name, you've got your, your email address, and you've got your actual URL of whatever you want your name to show up as. So you can direct that URL then to the blog post that is the blog post you're going to do. Okay. So, cool. So, and it, <clears throat> I'm doing it reverse order, but, <clears throat> excuse me, but, uh, I'm doing it in reverse order because what I would do typically is I would create my blog post first. I would do a little bit of research, make sure I'm not being ultra redundant or being an idiot because I don't have enough information, right? Um, and then I would go look at these experts and what they have to say. And then I would make sure that I'm adding to that conversation, adding to that dialogue. And I would go find three or four, maybe five of those people. And every time you do a comment on their stuff, it's going to automatically point back to my blog post. Mm-hmm. Because that's the URL I'm going to use in my uh, that that's in that you know those three fields that are usually above the um, the comment field. Sure. So, so I'm going to do that. Well, the same thing is is so right. So the, and so the same thing happens inside of Amazon. So here's the cool thing: I can go and do. I've got let's say my new book is coming out. You know, super simple PR. Let's say it was a book, which it actually will be. I'm going to be doing a Kindle book on it. So when I do that book. I can have a thousand people comment on that book, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But but Amazon gives a percentage of weighting or a percentage of value for every activity that happens on your page. So no matter how many comments you get on X book, on, on your book, mm-hmm. they only give that 
X percent value, let's say 21% value. So you can have, you can have a thousand comments. You still, if you have 12 comments or a thousand, you only get 21% a lift in value for that activity. doesn't mean that it doesn't hit some other, there's multiple lists within Amazon that you hit, but, but as an overall, that's, that's how much street cred that gives you. But an interesting thing is if you go to the best seller in the, in the market that you're, you know, you're, you're selling to or that you're speaking to with your book, mm-hmm. if you go to the best sellers in that group and find the ones that are relevant and you go and you do a review of their book and you can link that review back to your book and you can do that with integrity. So you go take the top 10 or 20 people that are, that are, um, bestsellers or you think have the best voice in that industry that have, you know, well, well positioned books, good moving books, um, or the ones that are perennials, right? The ones that are always on the top of the Amazon listings. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you go find those, the best business bestsellers, you know, um, like Stephen Covey, seven habits, of highly effective people that's going to be there for decades. Right? So by going on to Stephen Covey's seven habits, Taking a picture of that book, you get that book, or you go and find that picture online, and you you know you you tweak it, but but or, or you go into Barnes and Noble and bring your iPhone and you go take a shot of it, right? Mm-hmm. You do have an iPhone, don't you? I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, got to got to keep Steve alive. I don't have the I don't have uh, uh, the, the the new one. Siri, I don't have, I don't have Siri. Have, yeah, but I, but I read they're gonna they're gonna uh, they're gonna retrofit Siri. Oh, is that, oh, they're going to backwards. Maybe. They're working on yeah. that. The the guys inside <laughs> Apple have it. Mm. On, on so, there. um, I've got. I don't even have a three GS. I've got a three G. And uh, and now I'm I, I'm glad that I waited. I'm not glad I waited, but I'm I'm excited about the new one coming out because I'm ready. Yeah, I, the, the series seems to be kind of fun. My my daughter was she's got one and she was showing me last week. You can ask oh. it. Uh, I need to bury a body, and it'll. <laughs> it, it pulls up a it pulls up a map with like locations of mine shafts near you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> It'll figure anything out. <laughs> we need we need more of that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you, you're going to write a review Are, so, of your yeah yeah. So of, so you go yeah go do reviews of the best people out there. And there's a couple things that happen. You do this as the author. You, you um, have the author yeah, do yeah, this, you, or anybody do it. You can do anybody, but, but yeah, yeah, anybody can do it. Like we, you know, we have people that, that, um, you know, employees and, and subcontractors that, um, one of the things they do is they do research for us and they find the best books or we solicit and say, if you're an author and this is your subject, give us a list of your best books. And, um, you know, and then if you're interested, you could actually, you know, comment on those. A lot of people don't not understand the whole process of how this whole ecosystem inside Amazon, the search engine optimization ecosystem is working. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, the, the default is how many books are sold, right? Mm-hmm. But, that's, but that's, a, that's a Gaussian curve. That's a, you know, it, it has this very sharp peak like a hockey stick. And then after uh, 90 days, it falls off. And by six months, most books have their useful life is done. Sure. And, here I don't I, and and the deal is I don't believe that uh, the the problem is is that we're we're dealing with a constant or with this kind of continuum of new books coming out all the time new products coming out all the time and um and people don't understand how to extend the hunger or how to extend their message so um that's kind of what we've I think we've perfected is 
is if you go out and you, you go and find the people that you would want to be peers with, this is the great thing about the stuff you and I do, Dave, Okay, which is social media, um, uh, you know, the, the whole social media thing of being able to have a voice. I mean, I'm a high school dropout, right? So I have no right, you know, from a credibility standpoint, I have no right to be in the social circles that I get the opportunity to run in. But, um, as a result, I, I think of, that's a false assumption, but that, well, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, but like, yeah. from a, from a street, cred, yeah, from a street cred standpoint, right. Sure. Sure. You know, um, I, I'm the, I'm the, uh, the heck is his name? Um, who's the guy that made uh, that made uh, David Bowie and the Stones famous? He brought him to the U.S. to a certain extent. Um, Rodney Bingenheimer. Okay. okay, I'm the Rodney Bingenheimer. <laughs> of, <laughs> you know, he was just a DJ that that he he spotted cool stuff and he had he understood the language and so he used the language. Well, that's that's what it is, right? If you understand the language of your industry of your market. And you actually have a viewpoint and can be somewhat competent. You can move the needle in huge ways and you have almost instantaneous access to anybody you want to be in touch with. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you an example. And, and this actually goes into the Amazon side. There's a guy that's going to be publishing a book on venture capital on, on how he thinks venture capital is broken. Uh, the industry of venture capital investing is broken and um, really cool guy. Georges, right? Is his name? George. And, and so, and I get this guy's newsletter, but he's, he's a fairly influential, um, high end venture capitalist. You know, he's, he's, um, written about and written in, in, um, you know, the week magazine in, in USA Today and, you know, he's New York times guy, um, wall street journal writes about him. He's one of those guys and he's, you know, he moves the needle when it comes to venture capital. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a guy that lives in Blaine, Washington who, Gets you know gets test tubes of white powder confiscated as he tries to go across a border, and so you know we're so we're living in a little bit different world. But I I comment I make a relatively intelligent comment um, on the VC industry and my experience um, that was that was I I would say edifying of what his commentary is, and he emails me directly and says you know what we should find a way to work together. Now this is out of the blue, right? Yeah. Um, this is the kind of thing you can do in social media that you, that, you know, heretofore wasn't available to us, um, you know, 20 years ago. Mark, I, th- I think a lot of times it, it just, people don't really realize that they, that they can actually do that. The reaching out thing. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh, it's, it's like, it's almost like they put up an artificial firewall, right? Mm-hmm. Like this brick wall between me and whoever it is, that whoever it is that I want to meet. And in reality, if you're authentic and you really are looking to support or help or, or, um, or you have a voice, geez, you just, I mean, I look at the stuff. Do you ever look at the stuff that you, you were writing like, you know, a decade ago, two decades ago? Mm-hmm. Well, you're, and you're a writer. I mean, you've always been writing. Well, let, let's pretend that's true. <laughs> sure. There are jingles, but <laughs> nonetheless, uh, <laughs> no, but, 120 know, words at a time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, yeah, okay, so I've tweeted. Um, but you look at that stuff. I look at the stuff and I go, wow, I actually believed that back then. But at the time, it was actually relevant. And at the time, people in, of significance, we were able to have these incredible dialogues. Um, mostly, I think, be, in fact, here's a great example, Dave. So one time, the, the, 
one of the family of the Dow Chemical Company, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He happened to he has a, a place in Portland, Oregon, um, doing um, uh, doing cleaning services. Really cool guy, Reed Dow. So, uh, and he's a fairly significant company for for what it is. You know, it's not huge, but it's it's good sized and a really great guy. I mean, smart. Uh, you know, seasoned, um, Ivy League schooled mm-hmm. kid, right? Um, really cool guy. So he comes to my uh, somewhat modest, cool house, uh, 1910, you know, uh, uh, radical remodel. It was all, all contemporary on the inside. And he comes to my house because I own an ad agency. This is back in the early 90s. Um, I own an ad agency, and he heard that I could do the kind of advertising he needs done, which was a full brand makeover. Mm-hmm. All right, so I, I'm a kid that I'm better. I, I wear flannel well at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought 501s were really kick-ass, 501 Levi's. So that, That's always um, going to fly in Portland though, right? That's It's true. Yeah, yeah. I could, if I'm in Birkenstocks, I'm modern. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so, so he comes into my – he pulls up in his Mercedes 600 series, you know, his S-Class sedan. And, um, and he comes into my home and we sit in my living room. And I drill him with literally 45 minutes of questions. Like we're not sitting down and I, it was no small talk. I was just drilling him. Now it was small talk because I was asking stuff like, you know, what color is your dog? And (laughs) (laughs) what's your kid's favorite subject in school? Uh, You know, but what, what it was, was I was so nervous about this, this person, this kind of elite person being uh, in my home and that was clearly well-schooled, very finished, you know, fit and finish on his, his looks, you know, his, his, mm-hmm. the clothing he wore and all that stuff. And as he's sitting there, he reaches down and he touches my carpet and he goes, um, and, and I'd paid like $37 a yard for it, which was like really, really a lot to me at the time for, for carpet, you know? Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, Mark, you can get this for, for $13. <laughs> <laughs> you know, three, I go, I go, dude, dude, don't, don't, you're giving me a bad day. Um, you know, he's, but, but just a great guy. Right. And finally in the middle of this, me just, just peeling off these questions, he stops and he goes, Hey Mark, you got the job. Can we talk about, can we talk about what I, what I'm hiring you for? <laughs> That's terrific. It's, well, it's that lack of confidence that we have that sure. we all, cause we always, oh, right? yeah. we always put in these exclusive places and they're just, you know, it's just you and me, man. Yeah. Just, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I, I totally get it. That's, it's, it's, it's one of my, uh, one of my weaknesses is, is not even believing that myself. Well, what's here's, you know, there's that, there's that one component of, of, um, not wanting to be arrogant or not wanting to be cocky, you know, mm-hmm. not that kind of, that whole thing, that whole ego thing, right? And then there's, there's that side of it. We don't want to do that. But there's the other side of it that, that we're, we're not really that far apart from people that are superstars. Like I've interviewed now well over a thousand really, really high performing executives. Mm-hmm. And in my, in what I've discovered on that over, and this started when I was in eighth grade. So, you know, high performing back then was the guy that worked at the bike shop and was really cool. But, but what I found from that is that most of these people, the, the difference between like an average person and these superstars, these rock star, you know, fortune 500 CEOs and those people is just a passionate desire. And a lot of times, and a sincere interest in people. 
So the accessibility is actually very high with these people versus our perception, which is they're too busy, they're too important. Mm-hmm. They've got, I mean, what I have to ask them or what I want to do with them is, you know, doesn't carry any weight. And in reality, most of these people are like hungry for some kind of centered, cool type of activity. So anyhow, my experience and blogging has been great for doing that. I, I think Huma Cloud, again, is a classic example. Um, ignore everybody. Mm-hmm. Sure. Is, you know, that blogging has given him access to everything. And he, you know, he was the flunky, you know, copywriter, advertising copywriter. So. Not too far from the worlds you and I have lived in. Absolutely. So, gosh, Mark, I, I know you could go on for a long time on on uh, <laughs> on Amazon, especially. And and uh, yeah, could could we come back and and uh, and do a bit on Amazon at some point? Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah. Let's, I'd like let's, to go um, deeper on that, and and I think I'd like to really focus on uh, what an author can do. Is there is there something? I mean. It, my my big question is: Do you have to have content on Amazon? Do you have to have something for sale on Amazon to to really use that ecosystem for for helping to grow your business? Yes and no. Um, uh, it's beneficial to have real, you know, to have good content on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I think I think he, the the feeling I have, Dave, is any time somebody is going to come to a, a website that's growing at double digits. That's, you know, that's doing billions of dollars and growing at double digits, right? 55% mm-hmm. by June of last year, Amazon had grown 55% from December of the previous year. Wow. Christmas of the previous year. Yeah. So in six months, they had gone 55% growth in total revenue. So that's pretty substantial for a company that's already running billions of dollars, you know, already public and those things and is, is mature. I mean, relatively mature, right? 15 years old or so, mm-hmm. 14 years old. So, um, but the deal is, is wouldn't it be valuable to be at, to have your product or service or or content in a place where people already have their credit card to their right of them as they're mousing around? That's and already they entered, have, and, they, and they yeah, yeah, right, and they right, and they've and they've got eighty five million, you know, and and eighty five million people are coming through the place making a purchase every week now. It was seventy six million in uh, in July August. Of of 2010, it was 76 million people a month. Now it's 85 million people a week, and we're not just talking because it's Christmas. Mm. I mean, no, because it's in the buying season, right? So, so wouldn't it be valuable to have your content there? But here's the other side: is that everything you do on Amazon, if you do it correctly, you build a good profile and you and you make valuable comments. You know, think of it as a blog, or think of it as Facebook, or some other place where you know your stuff is going to get seen, and you actually add add or contribute to the community there, your profile, it gets enhanced and you suddenly start things, things leak sometimes even aggressively outside the Amazon firewall and they start entering your life. I mean, I've met a bunch of people that are really, really great people for me to know, um, from comments and from reviews I've done on Amazon and from optimizations and from literally things as simple as uploading an image on Amazon and commenting on that image. Hmm. But we can cover that in a. We can go through it. That'd, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I, this this has been fun, Mark. And I, I we're we're at. Uh, I'll, I'll, I may edit a little bit. I, I said I don't edit at the beginning, but I may edit a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I ramble again? No, 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 no. <laughs> that, that's uh, don't. I, I don't. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it's it's. Uh, 
And one of the things I said in the intro is you and I have talked where where you talk till one of us just is like, I got to go to bed. Right. I got to go. My brain hurts. <laughs> true. So true. And I love That's that. I love, I love that about you. And and uh, what I really wanted to do, and I think we've accomplished it, is is to capture the essence of a of a conversation with with Mark Effinger because it's it's so cool. Um, <laughs> it's like strap yourself on and hold on. That's, that's great, or or that of a that of someone that's just about to be institutionalized. Or, or, well, I can't wait for an acid trip. I can't uh, wait for those test tubes full of. I, I can only assume that it's your brain that's been powdered. And, <laughs> Holy crap! That you're that you're doing some kind of you know these little tiny non invasive biopsy <laughs> things, and then growing it in a test tube. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. I think I'm going to have an illustrator have to do that. I think you should. Uh, Cause I, you know, I'd buy that. <laughs> <laughs> what did that sound like? The, if that sounded can, like if, a scene out of, uh, at a RoboCop. Something. I, I mean, you know, if you <laughs> buy that for a dollar, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking if I could get 25% of the way uh, of the speed of Mark's brain, <laughs> Dave, you've got to go to when you get a chance. I'd go be to cooking Amazon. with gas, man. I'd be, <laughs> No, listen, when you get a chance, go to Amazon and go to Ignore Everybody, right? Yep. Um, go, to the, go to his book. And it's so funny because as you scroll down, because we were just talking about this. I think this is so great. Mm-hmm. I didn't even see it. As you scroll down and you've got the book review, it's got Amazon, Amazon exclusive author highlights, right? And it says – and it, so he's got one of, his, one of his renderings and it says, do you have a life? No, I have Amazon sales rank. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Yep. That's great. Well, yeah, let's do it again, Dave. I'd love to, man. Thanks so much, by the way. Well, thank, really, thank you. Great. And and uh, again, I mean, it's, it's just fun. It's so great to reconnect. And um, I'm, I'm going to sign off the blog, and then I want to talk to you for just a couple minutes. Sure, man. So yeah, thank you very much. Great. Thank you very much, Mark Allen Effinger. Is it Effinger? You know, I always, I always say Effinger. It, Is it Effinger? It, 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 it's Effinger. Yeah, oh, Effinger. Oh, man. See, I've yeah. been saying it wrong this whole this whole hour. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because it's the F-finger. And my, <laughs> one of my good friends, a guy named Jack Nichols, is the guy that raised the money for Nike originally. And he's a very close friend and a venture capitalist. And that's what he, he calls me, the F-finger. F-finger. Um, yeah, that's – Yep. So, so if, if I remember it's finger, that, that's <laughs> yeah. the right way, right? Not, not jur. Well, it's jur is the right way. Jur is but, the right way. Yeah, but if you're a venture capitalist worth millions, you can call me anything you want. Well, I, I, better, <laughs> I better get it the right way. F and jur. Like a J. Why don't you just make it with a J? I did, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> well, thank you for being on the Branding Blog Podcast. This is our Black Friday edition. And so uh, this is, this is going to be put up on Friday. Uh, hopefully uh, people will be able to listen to it over the weekend and then maybe lay down with a cold rag on their head and listen to it again <laughs> to soak it all up. Oh, man. And can you believe I pitched Amazon half of Black Friday? <laughs> <laughs> Holy smoke. That's why I like, like they need your help. <laughs> yeah. That's All right. Okay. Well, thanks, Dave. Hey, really thank appreciate you, it. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. That's a look at uh, that, or that's this week's edition of the Branding Blog Podcast. I'm Dave Young. Thanks for listening. <laughs>